Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Full Money. Welcome to Motley Full Money, the podcast that tries to look at both sides of ESG investing. I'm Scott Phillips. He, on the other side, is Andrew Page and is also, as it turns out, you know, you know, mate, when you get... I, I'm now called Ian's father because, you know, that's when you're at school, like you, you're always your kid's dad. Um, you, you are now not Andrew Page. You are the straw man guy, Andrew Page. You're, you're the founder <laughs> and managing director of Strawman. Uh, you are Andrew Page and you are joining us as you always do every week for Motley for Money. How are you, buddy? I'm very good. Yep, yep. Um, you know what's um, weird, um, though? Yeah, oh, well, go, go, go. Well, I'm just mindful that y- y- you might be the bloke from Strawman, but if you know what Strawman is, it makes it hard. So, so what's Strawman again? <laughs> well, it's a private online investment club. <laughs> but so. and, How have you it's, been, it's all in the name. It's really obvious if you yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I, you know, every every week, I, so I try to be nice, and every week I think, wasn't the Strawman the guy in The Wizard of Oz didn't have a brain? And that's not kind, so I don't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. That would be unkind. That was a I'm scarecrow. Like, was it? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Strawman and scarecrow isn't the same thing? <laughs> anyway, nah. okay. Uh, mate, how's that's, that's why, by the way, that's why as a tech company, you've got to go with Fluba or like just a made up word because then, <laughs> you know, like all tech companies do, or just like get rid of a vowel or yeah, something. Yeah, you've got to take then, vowels out. It's all lowercase if you can, if you can help it. Yeah. It's got to be yeah, lowercase. Then, then it means whatever you want it to mean. Exactly. Nice. We, we shouldn't make too much fun because one of our, well, our publishing partner, Listener, is of course L A S T N. Ah, the E went missing Case on that one. So it, it is the either the exception that proves the rule, or it's simply just part of the new trend. It must be good. <laughs> listener must be great. Make sure you listen. To, download listener. Download the podcast because uh, listener is great. It has no vowels. So one only one vowel. How many vowels? Should you take out just one or all of them? As many as you can get away with, I think. Do you know those interactive brokers are now IBKR? <sighs> it's like I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it, mate. I'm getting old. Can uh, I? Can I say massive tangent to start the show? I uh, I appear on Two GB sometimes. And uh, Jacob Patolo is the uh, uh, Pitolo. I don't really know. Okay, Patolo is the producer who I who I work with. I, I speak with Deb Knight on on afternoons on, in Sydney, and uh, he, he put a tweet out this week, mate. So he Jacob is a, a bright young bloke, but he's young. He must be twenty uh, twenty something, right? Probably mm-hmm. early mid twenties. And there was a tweet that said, "Surely by now there should be an app for tracking ice cream vans," which a I think is a great idea, by the way. But b Jacob then says, in the old days, you just listen out for green sleeves. When a 20-something-year-old bloke is talking about the old days, just quietly get the hell off my lawn. Like, I, that makes me about 85, I think. I just, you know, you can't be 20-something talking about the old days, can you? Isn't that kind of... It's got, it's to be a limit. It's got a statute of limitations or something on that. It's all relative. It's all relative. When do you think... When, yeah. when, are, the, when are the girl days for you, mate? How far back do you need to go? For the old days? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um... I think even I don't know. I've always I've always probably lived uh, a generation or two mentally <laughs> before my time anyway. So, <clears throat> so the sixties, well before my yeah that, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think vanilla yeah. rice vanilla rice is the good old days, isn't it? Or uh, oh, that's got to be up MC there. MC Hammer, that, that's kind of that's, yeah, that's my that's not so my there. genre, but certainly my my age. That kind of you know, you know, I've said this before. I think but you know we're closer to twenty fifty than nineteen ninety, right? It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, that should, actually. That should spin yeah. people out. And the other one I like is the iPhone is like 12 or 13 years old now. Think about how, think about how ubiquitous. Blows my mind. And can you, I, I mean, I can remember a time before the iPhone, but you've actually got to think about it, and it's just so mm. taken for granted. How often do you go, hey, cool, the entire world's knowledge and communications in a little tiny, you know, plastic, glass, and metal, you know, box in my left hip pocket. It's, again, yeah. like... Yes, of course, everyone know we know we know it, but sometimes I want to take a step back and say, 
of course we do and of course we should but remember yeah. how bloody far we've come we have come so far when you start to think about where capitalism or humanity or democracy or anything else is going just remember for all of the stuff that sucks and there's plenty to fix just think about how far we've come it's it's incredible i i'm, I'm i actually think about that a lot you know those those um transitions to a new way of doing things yeah. are just at the time they feel i, I mean i remember when <laughs> date talk about dating yourself i remember <laughs> when the internet sort of was became widely available yes do you know figuring out email and do mm -hmm. i use a pop server or what's this imap you know it was just it was clunky mm. it didn't really have a strong use case you <laughs> sort of get onto a chat forum <laughs> and talk to some random dude about whether captain kirk or picard was better or you know it's just, it was just such a yeah. dinky little kind of experience and it just it just felt it was always oh the internet's going to be so great in the future and it just it was always a mile away and it just it then just happens all at once kind of thing mm. um i feel as though that's probably the the, the situation with other techs like um, ai i'm not saying you thought i, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to say the b word the b word the uh, b word is living very large over this conversation right now yeah, everybody's yeah. on their podcast machines thinking he's gonna say he's gonna say yeah. i reckon i reckon the, the kogan drinking game is gone the Bitcoin drinking game is back. I, I'm, I'm, I'm officially retiring the Kogan drinking game and I am bringing back the Bitcoin drinking game. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, I wasn't gonna, now that you've raised it, that is an excellent case in point. But, uh, but I, like AI, I think, is, an, yeah. is, another, is another great one that you it yeah, yeah. kind of, it, it, it got a bit of um, popularity, yeah. oh, I want to say five, 10 years ago. There's some really cool stuff. Nick Bostrom was writing some good books. It was all very, oh, amazing. And then it kind of went, cold or at least when i say that it sort of went out of the mainstream mm, mm. and then some of the stuff that's happening with dali and the alpha fold and all of this stuff it's just like holy hell this is it just yeah, it's so yeah. rapidly advancing Super cool. really it really is mm, and it's mm, just mm. it's 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 one of those things where i actually saw a movie um a short movie created the other day using ai just on prompts oh wow so now it's just like you know a, a, a barren landscape with a horse riding across it you just give these things general speech mm. prompts mm. And it fills in the gaps, and it's yeah, okay. Oh, it's, it's not Steven Spielberg yet, but it's yeah, it's yeah. like this is the early iterations of this stuff. And you talk about the iPhone. I remember, I remember the when a friend of mine first showed me. I was too tight to get an iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> and they showed me theirs. I was still rocking the Nokia, and it was just like it was like oh look at this. And I was so amazed by the touchscreen, but it was, it was yeah. really it was the Angry Birds was the the demo yep. app That's or right. Fruit Ninja or something. It was like yep. really cool tech. Just not a lot that you can do with it. Now it's literally everything. And yeah, it's 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 very I'm very, very, very mindful of that. We've spoken to a number of CEOs recently just mm. through Strawman. Mm. And the number of companies that have used the phrase machine learning AI. Yeah. yeah. And part of you is a little bit skeptical because you think, oh, well, you know, every, every whatever's, whatever's sort of the, <laughs> right. the coolest thing, yep. that's what companies are gonna say they're gonna yep. do. But it's yep. the interesting thing to note here is that they're not having to develop these stuff themselves from from first principles mm -hmm. from the ground up you take a module there's mm -hmm. something and there's a gazillion companies out there doing it yeah and you just point to that at your data training set and all of a sudden now i can right. i have yeah. the full capabilities and power of this thing yeah and i can implement that with a very small team of developers mm -hmm. you know yeah they need to sort of understand but it's kind of like integrating an api mm -hmm. and it's that it's 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 that when you have people create sort of the scaffolding and the parts and the modules for it and then it's like oh, off you go you know, and then you give that you give that to the world, and then people just find a gazillion use cases for it. It, it anyway, you got me started now, but it, it does. It, Howard Marks, a great US investor, made the comment. I think it was last year in one of his updates of just how 
the pace of history is changing so rapidly. Yeah. There was a time as an investor, you would sort of look out <laughs> five or right. 10 years and say, where's yeah. this company? Yeah. yeah. And well, obviously you still, I mean, I think that's still the way to go about mm. it, mm. but it's harder now. Like, you know, like, by 10 years, anything could happen, right? Um, anyway, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to invest, I think, because of, because of that. Yeah. Mate, I don't want Particularly to- Particularly in tech. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, oh man, so much there. So, so much, I don't know where to go with that. Um, let me let me start with this one. I am mad. So here's the here's the problem with tech, right? Is all of the things in hindsight become so ubiquitous that we can't believe we didn't have them. The internet, yeah. touchscreen phones. I remember using a Palm Pilot for those who young kids ask your parents. Um, <laughs> and then I had a the first one of the very first data enabled phones. It was from the brand O2, a Pommy brand. Oh, yeah, the O2 XDA. Yeah, and so it was a PDA. And had this really, I think it was 2G, I think, kind of speed. And mm. you could, you could in theory, tap with your stylus. You couldn't use your fingers. You could tap with your stylus and select. Tap, like you, like you mean press no, repeatedly yeah, was, and yeah, hard. No, it was, it was, was like that, never, damn thing never worked as well as it should have. But yeah. and the speed was terrible and the data was nothing, right? So you'd, mm. you might be able to download the homepage of the SMH and it would take you a minute and a half and yep. you'd probably do it twice and you run out of data. Like it was just really, yep. but it was really cool. Then I used yeah. a BlackBerry. And the BlackBerry was cool, and it was the other CrackBerry kind of jokes of you know could you get away from it? And you know it was all that it was email, right? It was email. Mm. I had to get I had to get my business, my company, to enable internet browsing for the BlackBerry. That's like it literally didn't come standard because that would cost money. And then when the touchscreen phone, when I came back to Australia, was in the UK, came back to Australia, and they said, oh, the company's giving out using iPhones as our kind of company phone. Mm. So oh, I don't want I can have a BlackBerry because it's, like, it's got the hard keyboard and it was it is still so much easier to use a BlackBerry than an iPhone for typing emails like it just is right because mm-hmm. um, just the hard keyboards win. But the overall function of the iPhone after six months, like oh my god, I can't believe I thought BlackBerry was a better device than this. And then of course it yeah. goes on and goes on and goes on. The yeah. first iPhones you couldn't even multitask; you had to mm. close one app to open another one. There was no ability yeah. to switch between them. Like these things are just at the time they're revolutionary, and ten years later we've forgotten about them. But yep. the, the in-between bit is just, is just phenomenal. Mate, I think that's, I think that's the, the lens you look through it, though, is, is the one of utility. Because there is a lot of technology yeah. that comes up that as a, as a geek, you can kind of go, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool how it does that. But yeah. it's kind of like, well, what's the use case? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what problem is it yeah. solving? Yeah. But if you do genuinely have uh, something that, that, is, that has in- incredible utility, mm-hmm. it just wins, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you never <laughs> needed <clears throat> the, the tribe that invented fire didn't have to have a marketing campaign for the next trip. You know, was no, no influences were yeah. required. And then yeah. someone invented the wheel and it just, the, the better tech wins because yeah. pe- you, you don't, it just, <laughs> it is better. And then yeah. someone came up with steel, you know, in, or yeah. in the Bronze Age, you know, they, you didn't have to sort of go around saying, well, yeah. Yeah. Look, hey, you know, stonemasons, you know, maybe you want to upgrade <laughs> yeah, to this. Right. Here's some really cool, we'll give you a free trial period. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. It's yeah. like everyone was clamoring to get it. And that, yeah. that was the story of the iPhone. That was the story of the internet. Mm. It was mm. the story of so many things. It just mm. becomes that much significantly better. And it needs to be, someone's made the observation before. It's like, this stuff doesn't work if it's like a little bit better or even twice yeah, as right. good. But when you get 10x good- those yeah. things just explode yeah. and then change the world. And uh, yeah, but you know it's, what's weird it's though, mate? Is it's kind of like investing in 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 startup businesses, and, and it's not. I don't want to draw too fine a parallel between mining companies, and mining explorers, but it's kind of a bit like that um, mm. because there's a million different technologies that have promised those things, 
And as you say, whether it was because limited use case or just great idea but never quite caught on, like yeah. we used Betamax and VHS a million times, right? But mm. the, the concept of, you know, th those things that in theory are better, maybe even literally are objectively better. Um, it, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a huge, huge difference. And it's hard to, it's hard to work out. In hindsight, the iPhone's obvious, mm. right? Mm. At the time, um, you know, there's a, there's a world in which the digital camera never exists, right? Mm. Or, or gets tried, or gets left on the shelf, you know, mm. um, and it's hard to think about. You think back now, of course it was always going to happen because it was always going to happen. And, and these yep. things, you know, they're, they're so obvious in hindsight. And maybe they, they are and they should be. Some that, you know, just, just sheer sliding doors, that mm. got there first. You know, mm. VHS and Betamax, we've, we've joked before, there are, there are a certain category of, of movie production, yep. Um, yep. apparently largely adult-based movie production, that apparently swung the case in, term, in, in VHS's favour. And no one yep. at the time goes, you know what, I'm betting on this because this is how it's going to work. Just so yeah. it happened that that's, that's what ended up happening, right? And I think it's... I mean, do you remember in the, going to the video shops and there was equal-sized beta and VHS sections? Yeah. And I remember my grandparents had a beta player and we had a VHS. And, and slowly over time... You just see this slowly shrinking and shrinking and shrinking away and the beta just disappears. And then, of course, nice. now video shops have disappeared and <laughs> so on and so it goes. But so let, me, let me turn that to a question. Tell me what your thoughts are on this thing called the metaverse. Oh, man. We, we are on four tangents of, on, on another tangent. But, yeah. but I, I just before I do that, I just very oh, quickly got to... Yes, I can't leave no, what go you on, said yeah. hanging there. There's, there's two things to say with, with what you're talking about. Sorry, mate, please, there, which is the first one is... Network effects, which yeah. if you're an investor, particularly an investor in tech, you need to you need to understand what that Love is. It. Yep. It's not that hard. It's yep. just like yep. the person who is there's one phone in the world, it's useless. Two phones, it's kind of handy. You know, a thousand phones is is a, a million times better. It yeah. sort of it, yeah. it just it exponentially grows, and so that's why VHS won eventually, yeah. because more people had VHS players, so right. more people were producing to that format, which made it more likely that I'm going to mm -hmm. use a VHS. So there's yep. that, and that once you see network effects, you yep. see them everywhere. Can I add that really you, quickly, mate? Is yeah, these things aren't obvious, and they're not dominant at the beginning. Oh, this is my second two, point. Two to four, four to eight, eight to sixteen. Like they, the network effect starts small, and yes. it could have fallen over at any point. But this then my, at some this, point, gets its own gravity gone. This is my next point. So you're right. So I think you, what you're sort of saying is, yeah, okay, it's all obvious. But back in the day, mm. as an investor, and look, we use VHS and, and beta. Like, mm. which one do I go for? The mistake people make is that you have to, you have to, you have to be early to do well. Yeah. When you're looking at these kinds of technologies, <laughs> the S curve yeah. of adoption is so vast. Yeah. That you can actually. So what you do, what I, you, you could have been, you could have been really mm. late to Amazon. You could have been really late to realestate.com. You could have mm. been really late to Apple, yep. um, and still done insanely well. In fact, your returns aren't as good as the person who obviously got in at the on the ground floor. I mean, those returns are are, are insane. Yep. But on a risk adjusted basis, you made a far better bet. So it's mm. like you know, I bought mm. Apple when it was a glint in in Steve Jobs' eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like the first script became available. Yeah, it was it was a complete lottery ticket at that mm. stage. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you do that 100 times and 99 times you kind of lose. It's, it's a really bad bet. But if you sort of get in on, on some of these things, once it's clear that they're winning that network effect mm -hmm. race, um, you've still got massive upside because they, these things can just run so significantly. Um, so that's, that, I guess that's the answer to your question. Don't feel as though you have – like a new technology appears – and we'll probably see some with more and more with sort of AI uh, and, and machine learning type oriented companies really. And it's like, well, which one do I go for? Mm. Well, Metaverse, which I'm, I'm making my way to. Mm. You know, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this. It's just like, don't, don't feel as though you have to, to, to put all your money on one particular horse at this stage. Mm. Sit back. 
wait a couple of years, it'll become it'll become very obvious which is the which is the dominant kind of winner there, and then go all in. This, the, the lesson of the technology boom from the early part of the century was find the dominant network mm. and back that. And if it's not clear which is the dominant network, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yes, yeah. you'll. Yes, it'll feel like you're missing out. It'll, you know. But but that is that is the story. So, mm-hmm. the metaverse. Um, no one know, really knows what the metaverse is. Is the problem? It's it's a it's a very uh, vague concept. Is it an AI um, a VR kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But but is but how is that? Is it siloed within a particular company's wall? What's the interoperability? I mean, it's just it's just too vague a term. So I don't know. So if you say, what do I think of it? Well. If you def- it depends how you define it. If you define it as, will we have a much more uh, deep, engaging, interactive experience mm. in a digital realm that is more persistent, <laughs> where things like ownership become become a much more not not through a third party related trust arrangement with me and Meta or me and mm. Google or anything like that, but there's no, I genuinely sort of own a stake in this de- digital realm. It's persistent. Um, uh, it's, it's, um, it's permissionless. I can access it whenever I'm like that. I think that is just coming. You know, it's, it's like a question of, well, you know, is it 50 years away or is it next year? I, I don't know. But I think it's, it's either we go back to the Stone Age or it's just the natural extension of, of the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if the internet, if the internet survives and humans continue to flourish with our usual, you know, muddles along the way and, and mm. backward steps, mm. it, it just kind of, it's just, a, it's just a very, very natural extension and extrapolation of, of what we're doing. Again, you made the point of look at, look at the iPhone today. Not even the, the hardware's kind of come a, come a long way, but it, it's the software mm. that's real, the enablement of, of that, which is the big story. And that's a blink of the eye historically. It's, it's a, not half a blink of an eye. It's so quick. And look how far it's come. So we have this early thing called the metaverse, huge amount of hype, huge <laughs> amount of uncertainty, huge amount of risk, yeah, and, and, and a lot of rubbish. But if you and I, you know, if our kids <clears throat> um, are at our age, mm. I, I, I would not be surprised <laughs> if this is a very, very real thing, you know. And, and, yeah. and just, you, you, again, you, you would look, they would look at it and like we are sort of talking about with the iPhone, it just becomes so obvious. Like, why yeah. wouldn't it? It's like, oh, his his dad on his BlackBerry, <laughs> you know. You're, you're saying, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my keyboard and well, I'm gonna use my keyboard and mouse to like to yeah. go onto the internet. Yeah. It's like yeah. you old man, and like you know, they flick down a pair of sunnies, you know, VR sunnies, and then yeah. they are just, you know, <laughs> yeah, a, a complete interactive virtual fair experience. Fair. It's just it's, yeah. it's 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 like it's like comparing a Ferrari to a donkey. <laughs> You know, it's that. And it's, as I said before, it's that when you get the 10x improvement, mm-hmm. that's when you don't need the marketing campaign. That's yeah. when that's when yeah. things just take off. Um, and I've, so I, I caught up with a friend last night, actually. He was saying, oh, I've got a VR headset. It's really cool. Right. I've had to play around with them before. They are really cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm not not getting one. I was going to for a second. But, <laughs> but the, the problem is, is that the hardware is great. But there's no, there's not, there's not the ecosystem. There's not the software available now. So I can play, I I can play um, Beat Saber, which is a great game, by the way. Um, and it's the novelty value is off the charts, right? It's just like wow, it yeah. gives you a taste and a glimpse yeah. of what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then that novelty fades very quickly. It's like, well, now what? Now what do I do? It's, again, it's the iPhone with Fruit Ninja, yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah, when right, you first right. when you first see it. Yeah. And then a week later, it's like meh. We've got now this technology. What? This is what we're doing with it. Yeah. Now what? Now what? You know. So when, when yeah. it, but 
that will change. That there will be, and this is again back to network effects. There will be more development, making it more worthwhile for me to get a piece of hardware. Um, which means that there'll be more people with hardware, which means there'll be more software development around the VR stuff and it'll, it'll compound and it'll feed on itself and it will explode mm-hmm. in ways that are just completely nonlinear and very hard for humans to think about. And again, I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> this isn't a two or three year sort of arc. These, these, are, these are decade plus long arcs, but, they, but the magnitude of, of the upside there is just vast, vast, I would say. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. I have a question. There is, we talk about, we talk about uh, lots and lots of technological developments and breakthroughs and step changes over the last 10 minutes or so. One of them is Facebook, this remarkably dominant social network worth, is it tens of hundreds of billions of dollars, I think? Um, most of the world uses it in one form or another. The cook is these days are on TickSnap or ChatBot or something. Um, but, uh, but, but, but some of us old people still use Facebook from time to time. Um, then, so that, that's Facebook, right? That's the business of Facebook, the, the app of Facebook, the massive amounts of, of value capture. Then you have the internet. This amazing once in a century, once every two centuries, something breakthrough. You know, I've talked about this before. That has been revolutionary and yet not, one, not once in a century one once in a species existence well probably yeah, it's, it's that maybe, it's zero to one man it's huge oh okay yeah. I, I will i'll put the industrial revolution ahead of the internet but that's a whole different debate okay. um the uh so so all that but all, but all that said the internet itself doesn't capture any value it was a platform on which others could capture value mm-hmm. so i think my my issue i'll, I'll make a statement actually rather than ask you a question because i've asked you questions you can respond um my issue with the metaverse is that everyone is going to wants to do the metaverse, the thing called the metaverse. Mm. And the general view from those who want to do it is it's going to be one thing. If you've read Ready Player One, the Oasis network that everybody logs onto that spend more of their life in that place and everyone goes there and that's the only place you go and it's the thing. Mm. Um, and it might be. It might be the it might be the new Facebook that, that you know the twenty thirties metaverse you know whether it's owned by Facebook or someone else is, is is the place the thing, or maybe the metaverse is the internet. It just describes a way of communicating that has dozens and dozens and dozens of forms. You and I are, are on one version of a metaverse right now using Zoom. In fact, it's so good. I had someone mm-hmm. say to me, "Are you and Andrew in the same room when you do that?" Like, no, no, we're actually you know which is, which is kind of cool. I, I was I felt pretty yeah. after that. We obviously do a reasonably good job, but we uh, we we had lunch the other day. <laughs> well, the technology does a great job. Right, we haven't been in the same room for we had lunch there. We haven't been in the same room for years doing this podcast yeah. since pre-COVID. But um, but we, we had lunch the first time in forever ages ago. Um, so and so the metaverse, you know, if, if Zoom is part of the metaverse and uh, Facebook is part of the metaverse and some other new app that does something else is part of the metaverse and whatever, maybe the metaverse is the internet or more akin to the internet than to Facebook. Uh, mm. Is it is it investable? Maybe, or is it just an, an enabling concept? that has dozens of different applications. The, what is the internet? Is it a web page? Yeah. Is it, you know, um, internet-enabled vending machines? Yeah. Is it smart devices and speakers? Yes. You know, is the internet a thing? I guess we, we kind of see it as the web, but it's really not. It's massively, massively bigger than that. So what's yeah. the metaverse, mate? Is it, does it, is it a thing? Is it a dominant uh, platform, dominant location, whatever? Or is it just a way of talking about this newly immersive or, or increasingly immersive, uh, eventually VR and other things, uh, way of interacting. 
Yeah, you, oh, you're really drawing me down the rabbit hole. But um, yeah, I, no, I think you're right. I think it's the way to look at it is a, is a layer of, on the internet. And they're all layers. I mean, you want to talk about the industrial revolution. It's all just enabling yeah. layers that enable other things. You Ogres know, have layers, like, mate. Parfait has layers. I've seen Shrek. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was electricity at first, right? Right, and right. Telecommunications yeah, yeah. lines and then computers and then... And, this, and mate, and Origin then, mate. can't make a dollar selling electricity to us these days and yet there's people making... Yes. I mean, there's a really great example of this yeah. amazing breakthrough that's become this commoditized, taken for granted, super yeah. low margin just thing, right? Yep. So you're right. It's a layer. It's a protocol, probably more likely than anything else. Mm. Um, and and yeah, it, talking about investing in the metaverse is as is as silly as talking about investing in the internet. I mean, how do I buy shares in or the AI, internet? Right. I think. Yes. I think back yeah. to your original point. That's that's my almost my thing of like it's a, yep. it's a way of doing stuff. Yeah. It's not in itself a thing. Someone will capture some value, by the way, from this. So that's kind the of, difference. But, yes. but who's, you know, no one's really captured the value from the internet. They've captured pockets of value from certain layers to use your words or applications or platforms call what you want there's yep. ways of using the technology to make money yes i, I don't know i just I, when i see companies say we're doing the metaverse thing i was like ah oh, i'm so, glad you kind of make yourself available and relevant for people in whatever form they want to use you but you know you've got, you've got a phone line you've got an internet website you've got some stores maybe mm. you've got a metaverse presence or a, or a virtual reality presence yep. but I, I, I to your point about buzzwords about ai and, and machine learning and being careful of that stuff i don't know metaverse is a turn off for me um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of hype around it. Mm. I mean, it's already there was, and then it sort of died off, and it'll come back. Right, right. But it, it won't be a it won't be a specific thing. I don't I don't think Facebook will be that successful. I'm actually pretty bearish on Facebook overall. I think, okay. um, uh, yeah, they'll persist for a while. But mm. you know, I feel as though things are sort of overtaking them pretty rapidly. The the um, the value is always created on top of these layers. Mm. You don't even have to talk about the internet. I mean, there could be some high street commercial space that's available yeah sits yeah. there with board it all up yeah it's and what's the value of that well not much but the potential value is huge i could open up a cafe there tomorrow which becomes the hottest place in town and i'm just it just starts generating huge yeah, nice. amounts of of of, of cash flows nice because it, yeah. people value the 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 you know the the mashed avalon toast that i make better mm. than anyone else mm. and the coffee i make and i, I have I have created that platform of the commercial store. Well, mm -hmm. no, I'm not created. I've taken that platform and I have layered upon that my uh, menu, my services, my operations, everything to, to generate value. Mm -hmm. And in the same way that people have done that with the internet, and I mean, all of the biggest companies in the world are technology companies. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I've tried, there's, there's maybe one or two exceptions. But but it is it is all of all of that, and they have they have taken this free open source platform, and they have built value on on top of that. And people <laughs> oh, will do yeah, the same yeah, for the, yeah. the the metaverse. So yeah. you know the, the the people creating the the protocols that this thing will run on, and making sure that they and kind of for in fact for it to work, it's almost mm -hmm. by definition it can't be a proprietary-owned thing. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, I don't know, mate. I mean, you made the point about network effects. You, we made the point about Facebook, even if it is, even if it's in its best days, this is still a multi, 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 multi-billion dollar business. So, I mean, yeah. they, they've, they have captured a corner, of, they've created a corner of the internet and they've put toll roads up and they've put gates up and they've monetized yep. it spectacularly well But they're not network the effect reasons you mentioned. They're not the metaverse. They, they will be. It'll be like. It'll be like saying, "Well, you know, you walk down the street, and there's another yeah. sh shop you can walk into." And that's that's, <laughs> yeah, meta, that's meta and Facebooks will right. have their corner, and I'll pay my tokens. I'll walk into their their metaverse, and I'll have their experience. But it'll be, 
it'll you know I'm I'm in I'm in their land. I'm in their sort of sovereign digital realm, and they are the boss. They're 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 the they're the king. They can do what they like, and that's fine. I might be completely happy with that and trust them to do all the right stuff. But they'll be. But I can always leave, and there'll be other options yeah. to to go there. And yeah, so yeah. it's yeah it's. So well, what am I saying? Yeah, it, you can't invest in the metaverse, mm. but you will be able to invest in companies that are creating value in a metaverse-ish kind of realm, and mm. and and some of them will be huge. I've I've got I've got very little doubt, very little doubt. Yeah, but I'll just yeah. wait. But to your to your to what I was saying before, I'm I'm not I'm not just going to start throwing money at various yeah. things that sort of sound good and have a great <laughs> pitch deck. You know, at some point yeah. it'll just become yeah. very obvious that it's just everyone is using it. It was like yeah. here's another great example with search engines. Google mm. is like two. Is it? It's less than twenty years old. Yeah. Right. And there was Wonderful. a thousand search engines around. A thousand search engines, and then it, and then this thing came. I remember when people started talking about Google. It was like, oh, it's a bit better. I was like, is it? I don't know. I seem to get Yahoo gives me a pretty good result. I was I using Yahoo as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, and then and then it becomes obvious. Even though you might feel as though you're late to the party, yeah. three years later it was like, well, it, there's Google or there's nothing, right? Like everyone uses it. It's just, and then I was like, I'll, I'll invest it then. Now, if you invested in Google in 2007, <laughs> did you do as well as the person who did it at the earlier? No, but you. Yeah. The, the risk, the risk-adjusted return on that is, is <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so that's what I'll be doing if and when the metaverse ever sort of evolves and matures mm. to some extent. It'll become mm. obvious, and when it does, I'll feel late, but I'll I'll go in pretty hard, and I'll probably do very well as a result out of it over the long arc of time. Yeah, I want I want to stick with that for just for a second, mate, because uh, I want to go back to the point you made about investing in these things. Humans are—I've said many times—not very good at this investing thing, right? We don't—we don't structure our thinking as well as we might, and we don't allow for things like counterfactuals, i.e., what could have happened otherwise, or yep. probabilistic thinking. Even when we know there's a hundred percent chance that Google is now the dominant search engine because it is, but we mm. only know that in hindsight. Along the way, there could have been a million different universes where things peeled off in really, really different ways. Um, and it's the, po- the point I want to make, I suppose, is, it, it, you know, someone says, well, I could have invested in Google. I've put the numbers up here. If I invested in Google in 2016, uh, I would have tripled my money, right, Spe- in, in, th- in six years. That's an amazing return, right? And someone else is going to say, yeah, but if I bought it at $2.71 back in 2004, I'd have had 30 times my money. That's also yep. true. Those things are unquestionably true because we know historically those are the returns. Yeah. What we don't know is at what point, do you, and this is the point you're absolutely making, mate, so I'm only saying what you're saying from a different perspective is, Yes, it's tempting to say, well, I've, I gave up on a 15x return from 2 to 30 before going mm-hmm. to 100, and so of course yeah. I need to be early. Yeah. And that's true. But back in 2004, all the possible would have, could have, should have, maybe might, you know, all that stuff that could happen, the different parallel universes, the different offshoots, the different random sliding doors that happen between 2 and 30 were mm-hmm. not anywhere near guaranteed at the time, let alone even likely. No. And so. No. At $2 in 2004, Google is closer to... Now, it's, it's a bad example because Google was reasonably dominant before it listed, but mm. just for the fun of it. Um, Google is closer to a gold explorer back then than it is to mm. Fortescue in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you could have seen Fortescue's future. I didn't. In 2016, I said, I'll buy Fortescue's because I see that they are through... As you say, mate, it's not a network effect business, but they're through the worst of the potential risks. They're now mm. big enough, they're bulky enough, they've got enough volume, they've got enough business, they've got low enough costs. These guys will survive and probably thrive and mm. I might make some decent money buying them. Mm. That was Google in 2016. But between 04 and 16, it could have gone any different direction. I think it's so tempting to look back and say, 
Yeah, Andrew, it's fine for you to say, well, I could have tripped my money from uh, from thirty bucks, but if I'd been even earlier, I would have made even more money, and like, and, and, and a quantum, like an order of magnitude more money, if you'd been mm. super early. The problem mm. was if you bought Google, you did well. If you bought Yahoo in two thousand and four, or Alta Vista in two thousand and four, those you remember that search engine, mm. or any of the others that are trying to be the next Google, you lost money on all of them. And so it's just, I think, I just want to. You've made this point, mate. You made it perfectly, mm. but I just want to double down on it because. You look back on this chart and go, oh my God, the answer is obviously to be early because yeah, I could have made a lot of money from 30, but I could have made squillions more at two. So obviously I want to try and find the next Google at $2. The problem is buying the next two, Google at $2 is the same as trying to buy the next gold, gold miner at $2 or the equivalent, right? It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's lotto ticket stuff at the early stages. And I think that's so tempting to say, but yeah, but I could dot, dot, dot. And yep. it's true, you could, just yep. not very likely. Yeah, and and it's okay. you can still do very well by being quote unquote late. Yes. I wrote a I wrote a piece for the uh, for our blog uh, last week actually, and I just I just got playing around with some data from the ASX, mm-hmm. and the ASX is just very interesting because you know half of the companies conti- um, consist of. Actually, I'll be more specific. Um, if you want to talk about just materials companies, mm-hmm. it's a very broad definition. Yeah. Um, so miners basically. There's yeah forty percent four out of ten companies. Mm-hmm. Listed on the stock exchange, two out of five, two out of every five companies listed is is in the mining space. If you want to add energy <laughs> on top of that, so oil and gas and mm-hmm. and, and the rest of it, mm-hmm. it's oh geez, it's it's almost fifty percent. So oh. you throw a dart at the market, and there's a there's a one <laughs> yeah, in, there's right. a one in two chance you hit yeah. a, a business that digs stuff out or pumps stuff out of the ground. Yeah, you know it's it's really incredible. At the same time. There's a guy called Peter Thornhill. Is a um, I was what have you going to mention? Financial. I was going to bring it if you didn't. Thank you, go on, yeah. Go on. Well, he's got. He's a. I quite like him. He's got a. Yeah. He's a financial consultant. Um, he's he's got this really really simple shtick, and he he's always the the book I recommend. He wrote was called Motivated Money. It's more mm-hmm. of a pamphlet. It's really tiny, but I I always for those who are brand new to the market and are asking mm-hmm. that question, why would I invest in the share market? It's risky. That's my go-to reference oh, nice. because it's a really yeah, easy read yeah. and it just makes a great point. And, he just, yep. and, and, and one of the key insights that he offers is that all of the value creation is from what he terms industrial companies. Now, that's mm, a, mm. It's a pretty vague term, but he's basically saying a, an industrial company is, is not a resource-based company. It's, some, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a company that, that yep. takes stuff. Now, if you look at an iPhone and you boil it down to its constituent parts, there's a bit of plastic in there, there's mm-hmm. a bit of silicon, there's a bit of aluminium. That, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's $12 worth of material. But obviously, the iPhone can sell for a thousand odd bucks plus because yep. It's yep. The, 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 the value in the way that that is combined together mm-hmm. is the really impressive thing. And when you look over any period of almost any period of time you care to mention, Industrials companies outperform resource companies to, to an insane degree. So he's got this chart that goes way, way, way back. He's got if you put a hundred thousand in the market in 1979, uh, you've now got eight and a half million if you had it in the all lords. Um, if if you had reinvested, so that's the story that we often talk about. That's an incredible compounding yeah. return. Yeah. That's a, that's the story as why you invest in the market, and that's mm-hmm. that's the story as to why passive broad based index uh, ETFs are, are just such a great easy no brainer. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not. Buy Lambo next week. It is. It is get insanely <laughs> yeah. rich very buy, slowly. Buy twenty Lambos in forty years' time. Yeah, <laughs> right. So there's that story. But he also has two other lines on that chart, and the other one is the resources index. So he just mm. all of those resources companies. They do the same thing. Nineteen seventy nine, a hundred thousand dollars. It's today worth four point three million dollars. <laughs> so basically half what yeah. you would have got yeah. from the all odds. Yeah. Get this. Had you put a hundred thousand in the industrials? sector broad definition mm. it's 16.8 million dollars 
Yeah. So it's double the average yeah. again. And it's four times what there are in resources. So so it's a long run up here, but what I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying is is that that's where the value creation is. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the thing that's gonna blow your mind and this is what this is what the the um the mining um acolytes like to say mm. and they're right if you look at if you ask the question any point in time any any year you care to pick and you say scott what's the best performing stock over the last <laughs> three five or ten years yeah the answer is a resource stock yeah and not just a little bit like by a lot so again yeah. i couldn't help myself i had to go and look at it <laughs> and so you can download a lot of cool stuff in csv form from the uh, asx so I, I wasted an entire day doing this um so i, I went and i and i had a look and i also some s p uh got some data from there so anyway nine out of the top 10 best performing stocks over the last five years have been resource companies mm. and that sounds incongruous with what we were just saying we're just like well on average yeah, the resource yeah, stocks, yeah. they just do they do terribly well yeah. and then i've said that the best performing stocks individually if you list them top to bottom they're always mining companies mm. and it comes back to your point here of it's a lottery ticket the best investment return you will ever can, can ever possibly make is the lottery ticket mm -hmm. where i go to yep, the news yep, agents yep. i spend three dollars and i walk yep. out with 60 million dollars <laughs> yeah that's right you're like, gonna return like it no other way of getting a return like that you ever, can't ever. do it you know yep, and, and yep, it yep. just it blows the mind but but as people intuitively get with a mining with a with a lottery ticket is that is true mm -hmm. but the odds of me having the winning numbers is, is vanishingly slim yeah. and that's the same with with a lot of these minerals explorers and the rest of it mm -hmm. yes the potential is just insane, life-changing kind of stuff. Um, uh, but are you going to pick the right one? So just a bit of trivia, though, I, just for those who are wondering what it was over the last five years, <laughs> Go on. it's it's a company called Lion Town Resources. The ticker oh. is LTR. Oh, so 2017 in, baby. In, in September, you could have bought it for 0.7 of one cent, less than a cent <laughs> each. Shares yeah. are $1.62, right? Oh. So that, that's an average annual compound return of almost 200% per annum for five years. That's 10 grand into two and a half million dollars, right? So, so uh, what am I saying? What's the point here? I guess the, the point is, is you're right to say, don't look at yeah. just because something could happen that it is likely to happen. And it comes back mm -hmm. to this idea of this risk adjusted return. Yeah. But I would also say that let's go back to the start of 2021. And I could have bought Liontown Resources at 40 cents. Now what's more attractive to you? 0.7 of a cent each? Or 40 cents. Well, obviously, I'll take the 0.7. Like, that is an insanely much, much, much better yeah. return. Yeah. But I've still gotten a 4x return. Yeah. And the, and the risk at that point, we can we can argue that it's probably still, a, you know, on the spectrum of things, a reasonably risky I was, investment. I was going to say, <laughs> maybe it's not the best example, but I take your but, point. <laughs> but I would still say <laughs> yeah. incredibly less risky than it was in yeah. 2017. Because yeah. at that point... They, it was it was beyond. We hope to find some good um, uh, <laughs> drill results. We've got yeah. the good drill results. We've actually yeah. building our facilities out. Like it's just, you're much further along the path. And just to really hammer the point home, yeah. that's what I would say. With, with if you're looking at all of this stuff as an investor, mm. don't feel as though you have to get in at the first whiff of whiff of potential and possibility. Wait, let those things demonstrate their potential. And 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 it's it's better to be late, mm. but have much much lower risk because. A, the odds are in your favour much more, and the upside is still substantial. It's still substantial. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Yeah, all all true. And this is, by the way, mate. This is this is the the challenge of investing and trying to work out what 
I'll say system. I don't like the word system because trading systems are just rubbish. But if the way to approach investing, to all of the points, right? So best forming stock, a resources stock. Worst forming sector, the resources sector. Uh, you know, and by the way, same with industrials. There will be a lot of absolute flameouts and and bankruptcies and whatever in those numbers. And so, I think what you know what I really struggle with is the ETFs are wonderful because they let you get a, avoid this exact problem, right? Mm. But the person who says so value stocks beat growth stocks, so I'm going to buy a value stock, and it's like no, 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 value stocks on the whole over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies over. Mm. Years and years and years and years and years, big mm. growth stocks. Mm. The value stock you buy mm. has is, is a is a coin toss. You know, in fact, if you look at the US market, I, I'm not going to say this is true in, in Australia, but something like only 25 percent of companies in the US actually beat the market. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and which, which sounds bizarre because they they beat it by so much that they well and truly that they drag the average up so far. 75 yeah. percent of companies actually underperform. So your 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 coin flip your coin flip result is probably still a loss because on average. The average company loses to the market, you know, or the median company anyway. Um, and so you got this challenge where, okay, well, okay, well, growth companies beat the market because of X. Well, yeah, so I'm going to buy a growth company or two growth companies or three growth companies or 10 growth mm. companies. Mm. You've got to buy enough. If you're going to follow a system, a, a kind of statistically driven decision, you've just got to have enough of it in your portfolio to make sure those stats can actually work in your favor. Yeah. And that's, it, it's, it's, it's a real challenge. I, I, I'm not giving anyone any answers here. I'm, I'm asking more questions than, than I'm answering. I think you're probably doing the same. But it's just a reminder that, you know, doesn't mean you should buy industrials. Well, depends. If you buy two of them, you know, and mm. you buy HIH insurance and Zipco, well, guess what? One went broke, the other's down 90%. And even though we've told you the industrials smashed the resources, you've lost money and you hate us both. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a really, really, you've got to be so careful when you take large-scale statistical numbers. And by the way, Thornhill's not wrong. So buy, buy an industrials ETF is my, is my answer. Like that's, yeah. So you've, you've got to go one way or the other, right? You've either got to pick individual stocks for the right reasons or take, get the statistical return by investing as close as you can to the statistical sample. Tr- falling in between, that's kind of like, you know, you're halfway across the chasm. Uh, it's, it's an ugly place to be. Yep, yep. And it's not just necessarily in, in technology and that kind of stuff. It's sort of mm. anything, you know. Take take mm. your favorite example with with Kogan, right? Like, you could have met Ruslan at a pub one day, yeah, and he's like, right. Scott, I've, I'm 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 I'm, in, the I'm importing um, <laughs> Sam, generic Samsung components from China. I'm building them in TVs and I'm selling them on the internet. Do you People want it? And it's like, yeah. no, yeah. not going to do that. You know, and and you know, despite it's sort of it's, it's yeah. not had a great run in the last couple of years, but it's yeah. it's, it's obviously. I mean, what I have to look it up now. It, it is. Yeah, me too. It is a you know <laughs> near four hundred million dollar valued company. Yeah, and and it started from that. Now you yeah. could have yeah. said no, no thanks, Rosalind. That you, good luck. It sounds yeah. great, yeah. but I don't know who's going to buy your handmade TVs in from your <laughs> literally your garage. <laughs> yeah. um, it's crazy, yeah. but then you know, even if you waited. And then he came back to you however many years later and said, actually, I'm gone, things have gone really well. I'm listing on the stock exchange. Yeah. You could have bought shares at $1.50. So even yeah. despite the roller coaster ride that has been Kogan, I'm not making it a yeah. buy or sell case yeah, for it. I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, totally. Yep, yep, you know, you've doubled your money, right? You've doubled, you've doubled so your it's, money. It's, yeah. it's 2.3 times, 2.2 times your money mm. in six years. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, a, a, 10, a 10% return is a double in seven years. So you can yes. more than double in less than seven years. I don't know what the average is. Probably, what's that, going to be 12, 13%? I mean, that, that, that's a that's yep. a solidly market-beating return just for coming. I didn't buy them at that price either, by the way. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, but, it's just, but, yep. but if you if you if if you went into business with him as a partnership when he yes. was in the garage, yeah. you would have that's the right. company was probably <laughs> valued at a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? You, you are you are literally have, you have many many tens of millions me, yeah. of dollars at this point in time. But but this just to really flog this dead horse into the ground oh, here. It's so just good. like don't you know? It's it's better to be a little bit late. But yeah. to to have the statistical advantage. So we've talked about this before. I'll repeat it and then probably move on. But it, it's it's this idea of the expected value calculation, mm-hmm. which is really simply just the odds of something happening mm-hmm. versus the upside if it happens, yep. and and uh, adding all of that that together. So is if if there is a and this is why I always look for asymmetry in a in an investment potential. It's sort of like well, if it goes really well. I could make three or four percent per annum over the next few years, but if it doesn't, I lose fifty percent. Mm. You know, I, I can and I can put an odds on that and say, well, that it, I think is an eighty percent chance that it works out. Mm. You sort of do the math, and it's like well, the expected value is actually very low, mm. probably negative actually in the situation that I just gave. Same for a lotto ticket, you know, because because the odds are you're not going to do it. But when you mm. get scenarios, which I find just fascinating, this comes back to the meta discussion and the rest of it. And it'll become more apparent. But when you get to scenarios where it's like, actually, this takes off, this is 100x. And it might only be a 30% chance that it works out in your favor. Mm. But the expected value mathematically is just insane. It's insanely good. It's like you will take that bet. Even if you are wrong, you'll take it 100 times because just over time, it will will prove itself because that's that's just how the maths works on it. (laughs) So I I just think... think, um, what we do as investors, we we get enamored by the story. We get enamored by the potential, mm. you know, whether it's lithium or graphene or IoT or mm. Mm. whatever the latest buzz or machine learning, et cetera, et cetera. We we and and we're right to do it, mm. but but you know, hold back, <laughs> hold back. Mm. Consider consider the expected value of things and wait until you see that dominant network forces at play. And then make your move, and then and then and this will really test your conviction and really test your your um, your process. Average up as you go along, yeah. which is the hardest thing in the world for an investor. Everyone yep. talks yep. about averaging down. It's like oh, averaged up, oh, it's gone down. It's just a chance to lower your average price. Mm-hmm. Average mm-hmm. up as the thesis proves out. And I've been getting better at that stuff. You know, it's like I think this is good. I'm going to buy some shares. Oh, it's gone really well. The share price is double, and then I'm going to buy more, and probably buy more in a greater value than I bought originally. And it feels very hard to do because I'm I'm I could have, should have, would have bought more at a lower price. But although the price is that I'm getting in at much higher, I'm actually getting in at a much probably at a more attractive expected value, mm. probably getting in at a much more uh, better risk-adjusted return. Mm. And it's very, very, very hard to do. But it, it is it is far better than averaging down to zero on something that is just, you know, <laughs> an yeah. awful value trap or something. It's just the, the odds aren't there. Yeah. No, it's true. I, um, yeah, we'll leave it there. Mate, um, <laughs> otherwise we keep talking. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, for all of that, there was a big, two big numbers out this week. Two point yes. three five and three point six. Yeah. Um, yeah, a massive macro week. Here's uh, some numbers I found out this week, mate. The average mortgage, the repayments have gone up nine hundred and twenty-two dollars a month in the past five months. Mm. That's an extra twelve grand a year that someone on an average Australian mortgage has to find. That's a Seven hundred and fifty, I think, eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. For someone with a million dollar mortgage, and that's a 
ton of money. I think that's the New South Wales average, by the way. But yes, yep. right. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're buying if you're buying a home, yeah, you know, the first home buyers we see reported, you're paying eight nine million dollars. Frankly, some of these places, a million dollar mortgage is extra twelve hundred dollars a month, an extra, not a total, an extra twelve hundred bucks a month. What's that? Four, 13 grand, fourteen grand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, these are massive numbers economically. Massive numbers economically. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the people who are having to pay them, they are potentially at some decent risk of of financial hardship and potentially default. For the economy, where does twelve grand come from? It comes from cafes and restaurants. I mean, maybe from savings and maybe from you know investing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but cafes and restaurants and clothes shops and computer shops and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, these are remarkably large numbers, and despite that or maybe because of that or maybe somewhere in between GDP gross output that the, the nation's stuff the value of the stuff that we made over the past quarter was up 0.9% over the last year up mm. 3.6% now that is the best result in a decade literally a decade the, the next best you know re- most recent year if I can say that let me say it the other way this is the best year since 2011-2012 financial year mm. 10 years yeah. And I've done a couple of radio spots where people say, how good are these numbers? I'm like, oh, like they're amazingly good, but it just means the RBA is going to put rates up. Like it's one of those, any other yeah. time you're saying, gee, it'd be great if the economy could get back to growth above 3%. How good would that be for the economy? Mm-hmm. We'd put people in work, we'd make money, we'd, you know, we'd be, we'd be flying. <clears throat> and we are. Mm-hmm. We're flying too high. It, it's only going to convince the RBA they were right to have raised rates on Tuesday and give them extra comfort. We need to raise they, more. Well, yeah. people, it's, it's like the retail sales that. figures from last yeah. week. We talk, it's like, oh, they're really strong retail sales. Isn't that great? No. Well, not if you've got a mortgage because now it's like, oh. Oh, okay, we, we need to – we're trying – the whole point of increasing rates is to reduce some demand, yeah. to take some pressure off prices. Yes. And all you idiots, you're still spending like crazy. Oh, my gosh, we're going <laughs> to – I told you. We're going to – all right, all right, we warned you. We're going to put it up more, you know. And, oh. um, yeah, so it's it's – it's a good old economics, right? You can you can take any bit of good data and make it bad, and vice versa. Yeah. But but I think part of it is is always. I know I repeat myself every week, but there's, there's devils in the detail there. Those GDP mm-hmm. figures. Often you'll see things where it's like we just the miners have had an incredibly good mm-hmm. run or something. They actually employ a very small amount of Australia's workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 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 a real there's a real um, dichotomy, I suppose, in in a lot of these sort of numbers. Yeah. The figures yeah. you're talking about too haven't actually, in terms of repayments, haven't washed through to the full extent yet. Yeah, right. So, you know, there's even when, I read that there's something like a, a two to three month lag when even on variable rates for I existing customers. That. That, was, that was a CBA set of numbers, mate. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to, I'm going to cautiously say, maybe if you're a bank and you're worried about higher interest rates and the fact that you might want to kind of sh- shot across the RBA's bows, hey guys, don't raise them too much. Look what could happen. Yeah, I, right. I, I am yeah. cautious about that one, but, but you're right, the claim was made and there is some value to it, I'm sure. Well, there's also the fixed, we've got a potentially a, the Aussie subprime sort of oh, phenomena coming. That scares the hell know. out of me. So yeah. all these people who locked in very sensibly, as it turned out, a yep. whole bunch of very low interest rates at fixed terms, but they well they they roll off and they yeah. and they, there's a there's a maturity profile there, but they really start to yeah. roll off over the coming yeah. twelve to eighteen months, and so you'll go pe- people who are so you're talking about these increases like oh mm. gosh even if the RBA is paying it, uh, banks are passing it straight through instantly for variable rate customers, mm. um, they're sort of taking it in little chunks. The fix the person whose fixed loan expires just gets it in one fell swoop. 
I've already I wrote about that about three or four months ago. I mentioned it again recently. That scares the hell out of me on behalf mm. of those people themselves because, yeah. you know, uh, rates got up $1,000 from on a variable rate. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's even more on a fixed rate because they locked in fixed rates lower than variable. And by the time they roll off, they'll be even higher again. I'm going to say 1500 bucks a month, probably maybe even a little bit more on the average loan is mm. what you're one, one month, nothing, yeah. or you know, X dollars. Next month, literally the next month, X plus 1500 bucks. Yeah. I scares the hell out of me. Can I tell you what, a little bit of my bugbear, so I, I like to do, I talk about being an old man. I, I do my fair share of shouting at the TV. <laughs> when I'm watching I want news. a hidden camera. I'm going to speak to your wife and get a hidden camera because that thing is going to be TikTok gold just quietly. <laughs> just shout at the TV. And so there's all these, you know, it's, I shouldn't laugh. There's people under some real pressure here. Yeah. And introduce, you know, pundit A from somewhere and their response is, oh, you just need to refinance or maybe cut your Netflix subscription. Now, yeah. let me qualify that. You you should absolutely shop around for the best rate that you yes. can. It's stupid not to because you're just yes. leaving money on the, t- like lots of money on the table, thousands of dollars. And I know that it's a, it's a pet project of yours and for all of the right reasons. Like if you're, for the sake of making a few phone calls, if you can significantly reduce your, your loan, you should do it. And if you don't, it's, well, that's on you. You just mm-hmm. obviously don't like money. Um, but, but where it frustrates me is that the, the volume, as you're saying, your 15 grand extra a year, it's not going to, you know, it doesn't turn it from a, oh my gosh, we're right on the line here to whew, off to Bali. Oh you know? exactly. it's, it, 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 I mean, Netflix away from, yeah, that's right. That's right. That, that's the difference, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, I get everything. It's, you're right, but people need to tighten their belts. They need to watch what they're spending. They need to shop around. And all of that stuff is kind of true, mm. but it's kind of like fiddling while Rome is burning. It, yeah. it, it's kind of like that is that is not the that is not going to save us here. It was, it was like it, the outrage that happened. Speaking of Avalon Toast, you know, our millennials would be better if they just stopped eating out at cafes. And like, like, dude, you don't you don't understand the significance of the problem here. This is this is not the issue here. In fact, they could just live on two minute noodles, and it's still ridiculously out of reach. And it's the same kind of thing. I think people lose context and perspective in terms of the magnitude of things. 100%. 100%. Of a change, if the one-off, you know, plenty of false dawns we just talked about with companies as well. National Australia Bank, NAB, uh, not known for their employee generosity. I think it's fair to say the company might disagree with me, but let's let's assume that's true. Mate, they haven't, this is their offer to their employees, which by the way, the union's already knocked back, but this is the offer to employees, not, not the way they got dragged to, not what the union wants, not what they ended up. They're offering 5% pay rise this year, another 4.5% next year, and an extra week's annual leave. Now, if I'm working at NAB, I don't know if I'm, if I'm uh, I might be saying to the guys union, hey, just take the money. It's 10% plus a week. I'll have it. Thanks very mm, much. Mm. Uh, maybe, yeah, look, I, I'm not going to give the negotiating tactics of, of the unions and the employers. They can do their own thing. Um, it's a remarkable amount of money, mate. And I just mm. wonder whether, you know, for all the talk about where is the wages growth, if that's your opening offer, if you're NAB, is it here? I mean, I, I don't imagine they're an outlier. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, no 
commercial company does that unless they have to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even casting any moral no, 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 no judgment on it. It's yeah. just you know yeah. your your job as a business is to yeah. is to get as many sales yeah. revenue as you can for as little yep. cost. That's that's the name of the Find game. Your cost, get efficiency out of, out of your resources, including your staff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So yep. so they're they're doing it because they, they they probably feel as though if they don't they they it will actually be a cost. It's actually I actually see it as a sign of 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 um, cogent, sensible management. Mm. We, we've spoken to a few CEOs recently, and I've I, we've sort of there's a bit of a bend towards the technology stocks, and it is a well-known okay. thing. You, we saw it in reporting season. A lot of people having trouble getting good quality developers. Mm. By the way, mate, if we had our time again, we should have really studied. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like coding because like you 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 are you are in a brilliant brilliant position and by the way anyone out there who's sort of young trying to decide where they want to go in life if you want a good well your best ai is going to take over the world so there's <laughs> there's that but if you want your best chance at gainful employment you know it's it's got to be in that in that space but 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 the interesting thing was mm. is that while they've all said yeah we've had cost pressures on that a couple of the recent ceos I just I really love to hear that they said, "Oh, actually, we're ahead of the curve. We've we've mm. been um, offering them much more money." Now, as an investor, and they're, they're kind of a little bit coy in saying that. It's like, and then they go over and sort of explain why. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> dude, I get it. I, yeah, that's, yeah. That is now anyone who's ever worked in technology will know mm. that, and I've found this out the hard way, <laughs> is that that you you know a, a team of people build a system. And then you put that on someone else's plate and says, okay, take over. It's not, it's not easy. You've got to figure out how have they built this thing? What's it? They've done it this way. There is this huge technical debt that is there mm-hmm. that takes a long time to get your, your new people up to speed and then to sort of configure it to how they like to do things. And it's just, it's just a huge thing. And so it ends up being cheaper to make sure that you, when you've got people who are, you can trust them, they're, they're capable, it is actually cheaper and smarter to pay them more because you'll end up spending more in the long run by finding someone who might ostensibly be cheaper on a per hour basis. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, it's, and it's, and I'm sure that this yeah. is, if this is the case with NAB, for example, and they're finding that, geez, our, our employee turnover is really hard. We're having to spend all this money on training, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it just, it's just better for us to do it. Now that might not be the case, but I'm assuming it, it is something like that. I think it's actually, I think it's very good thinking. Very good thinking. Yeah. I, it's one of those least worst problems though, right? I mean, mm. you want to have the, the top talent anyway. The fact you've got to pay more for them just kind of sucks from a pure business perspective, as you say. Socially, policy-wise, we have different different views. But yeah. you don't want to pay more than you have to and, and your shells don't want you to either. But yeah. paying less than you have to is even worse, right? Like it's one of those things where, you know, in an environment where you got, and it's like the RBA. You've got two bad options, inflation or higher rates. Like, yeah. like, you know, I'd love door three, thank you, but door three is jam closed, so which mm. one do you want? Mm. It's kind of the same with, with tech talent or talent in general. It's like, you know, it reminds me of the old, there's an old line, you know, what if we train our people and they leave? And the other guy says, well, what if we don't train them and they stay? Yes. You know, it's, it's kind of that, it's kind of that yes. same, same idea. Of like, that. Yep. You know, we, we pay people less, sure, and we get second-rate, third-rate people, and that would save us a fortune, mm. and we'd probably, you know, not yep. wreck the business, but it's one of those things where you really do struggle to to kind of, you know, uh, deliver f- without the best resource. And at the end of the day, a competitive advantage around people, particularly if you're a, if you're an industry, I'll say, I'll say creative job. Yeah. I'll say creative in, in the broadest possible sense where the, the, the application of the brain 
matters. And that could be mm. that could be asset financing. That could be literal painting and you know, artwork. It can be yeah. whatever. But coding, uh, writing, There's a huge right, amount of creativity right, right. and subjectivity in that. I, yeah, yep. I will say just quickly, mate. I, I will I will almost by definition take exception with your career advice for kids these days, only because. When I was a kid, mate, we were told to learn touch typing and learn Japanese because the Japanese, you know, we need to learn Japanese to. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, whatever we say now in 20 years' time, it's like, didn't yeah. you guys know you needed to learn, yeah. you know, Calathumpy and, you know, horse riding and, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. uh, Irish dancing? We're all doing TikTok videos in the year 2040, yeah, right, and that's, right. that's the it's only job that's left. We're all else. influencers or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, mate, my young bloke wants his own YouTube channel. Of course he does. So does mine. Just, yeah. Just, just, just for sheer amusement, we'll finish this off. Just for sheer amusement. Um, I, I did a radio interview yesterday and, and was in the car and he was really quiet the whole time, which was lovely and yeah, did the right thing. And, and I finished, he looked at me with a smile and said, hey, dad, I said, yeah, mate. He said, when I have my channel, could you like tell people on the radio to, to go to it? <laughs> I said, oh, mate, we'll see, we'll see. I just thought it was, I just thought it was really cute. So at, at some point yeah. I may throw a shameless plug in on this, on this podcast, but uh, oh, we, we sure. shall see. Give it a we shout out. See. Yeah, We yeah. shall see. It's a couple of years away, hopefully. Cross promotion. He's, he's, he's savvy. He's all about, he, he understands the, the, the cross promotion angle. Oh. He's all over. There's a people are listening or they'll want to cut of the, of the process. All right, mate, I think, I think we're probably done. We've covered, I think at least one thing we planned to talk about, but we had a very enjoyable conversation nonetheless. Will you come back on Sunday? Yeah, looking forward to it. I love the mailbag episode. Really yeah, enjoy it. Hey, if you do like the mailbag episode as well, please do get in touch because the quality of the answers, well, I was going to say it's dictated by the quality of the questions. That's not true. Our answers will suck or not suck depending on our ability <laughs> to answer the questions. But you improve the odds of a great episode. If you send us through some interesting, useful, new, uh, wonderful, challenging questions that we can really sink our teeth into. So do that. Uh, email us, info at fool.com.au. You can get us up on all of the usual socials. I know you know this, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, Andrew is at sage underscore Simeon, exclusively on Twitter, mm-hmm. as is strawman at strawman invest. You can get me on all of them except for TikTok because I'm just too old. Uh, but on Insta or Twitter at TMF Scott P. The Motley Fool's account is at the Motley Fool AU. And if you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Scott Phillips Money or facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia. And again, as I asked a couple of weeks ago, if you would, please, if you're using iTunes in particular, leave us a rating and a review if you could, if you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, don't, don't, don't tell anybody. But if you're loving it, uh, we'd love you to help us find some new uh, new listeners it's good for the ego just quietly but also more importantly um, the way these things work you know Uber ratings are like anything less than 4.9 and people assume it's terrible so if you give us five stars that'd be super appreciated if you want to add some words uh, that's awesome too As if you don't like us don't tell anybody uh, but if, you, if you're enjoying it then please let us know and in the meantime make sure you have subscribed yourself because we'll be back 8 o'clock Monday morning tune in then full on see you then the Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under Financial Services Licence 400691.